I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. Hi, I'm Yui Shu. And I'm Julie Kraftchik. We're active daters turned dating sociologists. Here to dive into everything modern dating and relationships. Welcome to the Dateable Podcast. Welcome back. We love that you always have dating questions because we always have answers for you. (laughs) That is what we do here at Brunch Talk. They never stop. I find that every brunch that I go to now ends up in some sort of dating and relationship conversation. Really? Everyone. They're like, uh... (laughs) especially with my guy friends, especially with my guy friends. Interesting. Oh, yes. Interesting. Oh, yes. They want all the advice they could get. (laughs) And then one of them, which is related to our question today, I met up with one this weekend and he said, I started making a list of dating tips for all my friends who are new to dating, but later stage in life, like later 30s, early 40s. Interesting. So he's finding that they're finding this helpful. He made a little guidebook (laughs) of how to enter dating. And now the list is up to like 30 something. So I don't know. Maybe it's working for some people. Is he newly single himself? He's not newly single, but he loves to think about dating and talk about dating. So he's gathered some of his observations throughout the years for his friends to look at. 
But, you know, speaking of lists, that's related to our question. <laughs> the question is, is it a good idea to make a list of the things that you're looking for in a partner? And this question came from a listener who said, I was recently talking to a friend of mine who mentioned her list. <laughs> and when I asked what that was, she was like, you don't have a list. And it made me think, like, is this something that I should be doing when dating? She basically said it was her way of writing out all the things she wanted in a partner so she could see if a date met her criteria. What do you think about lists? I'm such a fan of lists in general. I have a shopping list, a checklist, a to-do list. I have so many lists that I can't keep track. But when it comes to dating, I'm not sure. I've tried it before, making a list of things I'm looking for in a partner. And it just, I feel like really restricted the type of people that I was engaging with mm -hmm. because I had a very strict list. I also had a list of rules of engagement <laughs> of how I would date other people. And I realized the list is not about making the list. Sure, you can have a list, but it's about what's on the list. And we can get into that a little bit later. Yeah, no, I agree. It's funny because I actually found stuffed away in a drawer a list I made. It had 50 <laughs> things on 50. it. 50! Five zero. 50, five zero. And then Shit. I had gone the next stage and circled the top 25. I love that it was just top wow. 25. Like it wasn't <laughs> like top five, you know? Because you couldn't choose. <laughs> no, basically not. And I think, you know, I have a few feelings about lists. I think on one side, they're good because they get your thoughts out onto paper mm -hmm. and you could start being a bit more confident conscious of what it is that you want. So I think for that reason, it's really great. I think they become problematic when you have a list so rigid mm -hmm. that you're going on dates and having our dreaded date review and you're asking questions to see if someone meets your list. That's where I think it becomes problematic. So what is the balance of the two? Like you were saying, it's what is on the list is more important than there is a list. I've also talked to friends before about their lists. And one of our mutual friends, her and I were talking, and she told me her list, and it was a great list, nothing wrong with it, but it was emotionally available, creative, communicative, social, like funny. And I'm like, what do these actually mean? Like, they're mm -hmm. just buzzwords, right? Funny could be a dad joke. It could be witty sarcasm. Like, there's so many elements of that. And I feel like words like vulnerability, emotional availability, they're just buzzwords. Like, what is it that you actually want from that? So mm -hmm. I think sometimes making the list is a good first step, but we need to actually fine tune it in a way that keeps us open, but also is explicit enough that we even know what we're looking for from the list. Yeah. When people make the list, and I've been guilty of this myself, you just reiterate what everybody else has been saying. Loves to travel, loves to explore yeah. new restaurants, someone who's educated, has a job. And the humor <laughs> one is a big one. We've seen that from right. so many dating app surveys where humor is rated the number one quality that people are looking for in partner. But what does humor mean? Are you looking for someone to be your everyday entertainment that you can belly laugh with every time you see them? Or are you just looking for someone who has a similar humor to you so that you can both feel excited and comfortable to be around each other. There's just so many other implications of the list. I find that the list makes more sense when you turn it to how do I want to feel around this person? And we've talked about this mm -hmm. on many previous episodes. Yes. Instead of saying I'm looking for someone employed, 
I want to feel stable, secure around this person. I want to feel motivated around this person. That is a list that at least you can gut check and say, okay, yeah, I kind of feel these things. But if you're just looking for like employed this tall and went to this school, we can guarantee you 100% of the time you're going to find someone who's not right for you because those are qualities that don't matter in a relationship. Right. And we all have like the one or two that we're unwilling to budge. John. And I think that's natural. Like, we're not saying like, don't have anything. Like, I think there's certain things like I'll admit, like for me, having someone college educated was a deal breaker. And I think that's just because of like the way Mm. I grew up and that it was so core. Yes, in theory, I wish I could like expand my mind out there. And I think that there's clearly plenty of very intelligent people that did not go to college. But there's always going to be something that people have that they stick with. So if you're the type of person that like will not budge on your height, I agree. Like, what could you take it a step further and say, like, what does this actually mean to me? Does it mean that I need to feel like protected or I want to feel like smaller than my partner, whatever it might be? Like, maybe that's a better approach. Like, even with my example, like, I kind of wish in retrospect, I was like, could have abstracted it further to intelligence, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you maybe take it one step further? But if you do have that one thing, like, don't beat yourself up for it. The thing is, it can't be like a hundred of those one things. That's where I think it becomes detrimental. But even you saying that makes me think your environment has so much to do with what you put on your list. So when you make your list, it's a good idea to think about, is this a product of my environment? Is it because everybody Mm -hmm. else around me is looking for this? Or do I truly want this? In a city like San Francisco, where you went to school, what kind of job you have, what kind of pedigree you have, everyone is looking for these types of things. So yes, you can be easily influenced, but maybe something like that doesn't really matter in a city that doesn't focus on those qualities. So it's always good to take a step back and remove yourself from the influence that you're under. It's a really good point. Like I even think like my type this was this like that like stuck with me, but I remember I like really liked blonde guys, like blonde Irish guys. And that was like my ideal physical type. And when I look back on it, it's because I grew up in Boston and that's what everyone uh. was like. It's not because that actually was my type. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. It's when you also change your environment. That's why we are big advocates for solo trips. You change your perspective. Mm -hmm. You find out, oh, what are the core qualities that truly matter? And what are those non-negotiables? I think about this quite a bit. What are those non-negotiables? What are they for you, Julie? Because for me, it's like a smoker could be a non-negotiable, but I don't know. I haven't met a smoker that I fell in love with, but it's still possible. You know, I dated a smoker. My ex was a smoker. Mm -hmm. And I thought for years that was a non-negotiable. Was it something I liked? No, but it didn't bother me. Like I thought like I wouldn't even want to kiss the person because I would feel like so gross and it honestly didn't bother me. So I want to go into our non-negotiables, but before we do, let's take a quick break. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of 
THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style, spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. (laughs) Wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. When she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? (laughs) And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I think the non-negotiable list is so important. And we've talked about it before that we're so focused on the features, like the characteristics, the traits, what you see on paper, what you see on dating apps. And we don't actually focus on how we want to feel. And I actually feel like dating apps too have made us focus on the wrong things because we can't tell if a person is trustworthy or kind or has a good heart from a dating app. We can just tell 
tell that they're over six feet or they work in finance. Like that's the information we have. So we've put more of an emphasis on that information. So I feel like for me, it was definitely a step back of non-negotiables. And the biggest one for me is like, I want someone that's reliable, that when they say something, I know they're going to do it and they act in a way that's consistent. If I text them, they're going to text me back. If I know that our plans next week are going to happen, like all this stuff that feels so basic, like that was a non-negotiable for me because with all that stuff in place, then I could get to know them as a person. Mm. But when I didn't have that, I was wondering about that all the time. And I wasn't able to actually relax and meet this person for who they were. And that can be mapped back to your core values because, Julie, that's one of your core values is to be reliable. You've always been reliable for your friends and the people around you. So you want someone to step up to the plate in the same way. I think about my non negotiable of someone who puts family first, especially when it comes to my family, mm-hmm. <laughs> that they they really respect and treat my family with kindness because I value that to have family mm-hmm. as a forefront of everything that I do in life. That's what drives what I do. And then another non-negotiable I have, I guess, would be having a growth mindset, someone who is mm-hmm. constantly pushing themselves forward, pushing the relationship forward. Complacency is on my list of things of no's. If I feel like someone's just chilling, thinking yeah. I'm all good, I, I don't need to develop myself any further, I know everything in life, then I don't think I could get along with that person because it maps back to my value of constantly improving and progressing. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point of looking at like how it maps back. Like I'll even use the example I used earlier of, you know, college educated, I think focusing on career and what job they had was always something that was big for me. And then also I wanted someone funny. Those were what was on my list before. (laughs) I think at the root of that is I want someone that I can engage in good conversation with. Yes that. I feel like I respect intellectually and they do for me. And we could have that back and forth conversation that feels effortless. Like that's what I truly want. It's not that they need to be a stand-up comedian. It's not that they need to make a million dollars. Like that's not what I need. It's that I just want someone that feels like I enjoy their presence because a lot of being in a partnership is doing nothing together or just having conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of reminds me of another non-negotiable I have is someone who is street smart. I've dated plenty of Mm -hmm. men who are book smart. Fine. It's great. And (laughs) intellect can be measured by book smartness, whatever, your education. But I have much more engaging conversations with people who are street smart. Mm -hmm. But why is that a non-negotiable for me is because I want to be able to navigate life with someone, build our life from the ground up and to face the different challenges that a book cannot teach you how to navigate. Yeah, I mean, I think I admitted earlier that that was something that I got really caught up on was education levels and career. Mm -hmm. But I think if I was to go back into the dating world today, I would expand that out because I agree, like it's not really the what's important It's just the proxy for it because that's Mm -hmm. the information we have to judge. Yeah, but that 
exact conversation is how you can think about your non-negotiables. You say surface level, what you're looking for, education. Yep. And then you peel a step back and say, what does that mean for me? Mm -hmm. If someone's educated and I'm dating them, what does that mean for me? And then the next layer is what does that mean for us if we were to be in a relationship? Why does that quality affect the quality of our relationship? Then you have your answer of why that's a non-negotiable. And maybe most of the time you'll find it's a negotiable. Yeah. It's fine. (laughs) I mean, that's when I looked back at that list I made, I looked and saw that my partner did meet many of the 50. Wow. And the question is, though, this is what I have, is, is it because I now met the right person that I was able to fit him into the 50? You know what I mean? Opposed to if I was like, had that list when I had met him. Luckily for me, that list made it far away Mm. into a drawer that I never referenced when I was actually dating. So I saw that he had many of the 50, but there were a few, like at the beginning of our relationship, for instance, we went out and drank a lot. And that was on my list, someone that I could go out and drink with, which in retrospect, like, (laughs) is that that important in a long-term relationship? No. And my partner really doesn't do that anymore. And it's not something that bothers me. Yeah. So I've learned that some of the stuff I thought was important actually isn't. Mm. And also, like, as you get older and life stage changes, some of the things that you're so tied to just... It's going to change. Yeah. Like, I just don't even go out that much anymore because of, like, not even my partner, but just, like, the stage of life that a lot of my friends, like, it's not that I don't want to say I never go out, but, like, the way I used to go out. I used to party a lot. So in comparison to that, because my life stage at this stage of life, a lot of my friends have families. Like, we're just, like, more chill. Like, I'm more chill, you know? So Mm -hmm. you change as a person. So that's a good gut check, too, of, like, how many of these things on your list that are such non-negotiables or you feel are, like, are they actually going to be in five years? That's making me really think about the different levels of what you're looking for and how to articulate it. Because how you articulated the language around what you're looking for truly matters because it's the principle of whatever you put into the universe is what you get out of it. Oh, totally. Right? So think about humans as we have our soul and then we have our meat suits, which is like what we look like on the outside. That can be interchangeable. And then we have the things that we do. So there are three layers here. It's like what you look like on the outside and what you do and then at the core of who you are. Mm -hmm. If we were to strip away the meat suit, so let's say nothing on your list has to do with how someone looks because that's just a meat suit they're wearing. What they do is a level that maybe matters to you. But ultimately, isn't it who they are at the core that can help establish a strong relationship for the both of you? What they do can always change. Like you said, Julie, you've changed. You went from partying to now being more chill. You get fired tomorrow. (laughs) Anything can change in what you do. But at the core of who you are, that stays with you. Mm -hmm. So your list can be based on the core of who someone is, someone's soul. And that's hard to do. That's probably going to take a while to even dig into. No, it really is. But I think tying the features that are easy to name, looking at the deeper meaning of them can start to give you insight into that. I think that is a really good first step that people can take on their list. So make a list. I don't think you shouldn't make a list because I do think there's something about being intentional and being conscious that's really good. Make the list and then pick like three to five things on this list that you have and then go deeper on them. 
What do they mean to you? Can you get more specific? What is that underlying core benefit that they bring? That's how I think you actually start to have a list that matters opposed to having this like laundry list of hundreds of items that really like could be any person interchanged. And maybe the list shouldn't be longer than 10. More than 10 no, is hard to handle. I don't handle. think it should. I don't think it should. Like, let's say like you don't put kind as the number one thing on your list. That doesn't mean that like you're not looking for a kind person. It just means that it's kind of like an expected that you have. Yeah. So I think you can make the 10, but that's not to say that you're only going to get those 10 qualities. But also like, what does kind mean to you? That's again, it's such a big word like that could show up so differently for different people and the more that we can just let people be who they actually are that's when a relationship develops a thousand percent love that well i think that's it (laughs) keep the questions coming we love them yeah i think that answered it fabulous so you can send in your questions by emailing us at hello at datablepodcast.com or you can dm us directly on instagram at datablepodcast is the handle but the third way to get your question up to the front of the queue would be giving us a rating and review five stars please in apple Podcasts. and in the body of your review ask us your question there we will bump up your question to the top of this list our ever-growing list awesome well we'll see you next week the dateable podcast is part of the frolic media network find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts you can follow us on instagram at dateable podcast and visit datablepodcast.com for access to all the episodes and our premium programs also make sure to subscribe today if you haven't already on apple Podcasts, spotify or your favorite podcast platform so you are the first to get all the latest episodes and most importantly stay dateable What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.